Yo, welcome to Audacity. I'm your host, Jason C. Bass, and I have avoided all the cracks in the sidewalk to protect my mom's back. <laughs> this is episode two, and it's inspired by Halloween, spooky season. Uh, and you know, one thing I noticed is, you know, black people just have a very special relationship with all things superstitious and scary. So I'll be exploring both. I know y'all been talking about me because my ear's been itching. You know what they say, if your ear is itching, then people are talking about you. Or you could just have dirty people ear holes and need a Q-tip. <laughs> all right. I'm going to be talking about two superstitions that we all know very well. One that is negative and the other is actually positive. And at the end, I'll talk about a story that is local lore to Atlanta because that's where I live right now. I already mentioned a few, but in the majority of all of these superstitions that we believe, uh, these are the two that kind of stand out the most to me. I'll start with the negative one. First up, a woman should never leave her purse on the floor. Purse is on the floor and money's out the door. If you do, that means you'll be broke. You'll be poor forever. I think this one hits the most for someone that doesn't have a lot of money or has felt hardship. And that's most of us, to be honest. There's no way uh, anybody's going to risk it, so they're just, they're just not going to put their purse on the floor. I've seen women in restaurants get another chair next to them and avoid having the purse sit on the ground altogether, especially if there's nowhere else for the purse to go, right? Some places feel like that's you know, just a level of consideration, but I think we feel very, very different about that. Now, let's be real. In modern times, purses can cost just about the same amount as a car, so no one should want to have their bag on the ground. I get that. But I've also talked to women, and when I saw this, you know, behavior in action, I asked if, you know, this was inspired by superstitious behavior or just beliefs. And it was a part of their reason, and that's why they kept it off the ground. Most of them said yes, so we just laughed about it, kind of, you know, related to the whole situation, because, yeah, we are of the same culture. That's what it's like. It's also weird that a superstition would be so specific to a bag that is gender specific. Not so much now, but historically. So as a man, I can have a backpack, wallet, sack, duffel bag, whatever, on the ground, and my financial situation is not at risk. Weren't men considered the breadwinners when they started this crazy practice? This feels like the kind of belief a dude made up to scare a woman into never leaving her purse unattended, out of sight, or on the ground, So she would never get got or just have a dirty purse. They could have looked (laughs) looked at it as being like, you know, unladylike. I don't know what people were thinking back then, but this is clearly some old some old belief system situations. I don't know. That's the best way I could rationalize it. Uh, And this is just one of those situations uh, that we have to ask ourselves, who's going to tempt the purse gods and jeopardize going broke or having a dirty Gucci bag? So maybe we can do without this one and just have hooks available for ladies to protect their investments at all the restaurants and bars. And we just deal with this in that way. Cool. All right. Now, second up, this is the only positively impacting superstition I could find. The rest all gave somebody bad luck or just plain killed the vibes. This is also one of my favorites. So I know you've all heard of it. This is very, very popular. It's when your palm itches. You know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, it's supposed to be a sign that you're going to get some money soon. You have a financial come up, hit a lick legally, get a bag, all of that. So some people say uh, you should scratch your palm and others say you're supposed to rub it in. I've heard both. I don't know which one works. 
Um, but it's also funny seeing a believer realize that their palm is itchy and feel excited about scratching or rubbing their palms because they anticipate getting some money soon. I've also never heard any other race care about these superstitions or react in a way that we do. It's just it's just something specific to us. I found myself having to explain it to so many coworkers because they had no clue what was going on. Here's a bonus one. Don't split the poll. Yo, oh my God. Like even I was crazy about this one for a long time. I've double back I've double backed so many times when somebody split anything if we were walking together. It would take us forever to go from bar to bar if we were out with non-black person <laughs> and bar hopping. Yo, I'm serious. It was a weird thing for a while, but I think I've gotten it out of my system. All right. Okay, now for the local lore and an actual very scary story. Because this one is real. And like I said, it's local to Atlanta. So here's a quick story about Lake Lanier. If you're a fan of the show Atlanta, in, ep- in season three, episode one, called Three Slaps, they have a scene of a black guy and a white guy fishing in a lake, and something super creepy happens. That's supposed to be Lake Lanier. Since I've lived here for a little bit now, I thought I'd talk about it. Lake Lanier is not a natural lake. It was man-made. It was once a town called Oscarville, a very black, successful town with over 1,100 citizens, but now it's known as a deadly destination. I got to Atlanta in May and was immediately warned not to go because people die every single year. Here's a little history about the place. In 1912, a white woman said that two black men attempted but unsuccessfully rape her. The white town arrested five black men for the accusation with little proof. And when a local black preacher came to their defense, the mob whipped the preacher and nearly took his life. Later on that same year, someone did get raped and killed, and they supposedly found some evidence that connected to a local 16-year-old black boy and performed a mock lynching that ultimately forced a confession. A lot came from this, and it resulted in the hangings of black men and a group formed in a white town called the Night Riders, and their sole job was to drive out all the black people from Oscarville. In fact, the mayor of Atlanta at this time wanted to build a dam, so they intentionally flooded the town in 1956 and left a lot of the community completely intact. This is including the graves that existed in the town, the marked or unmarked graves, and they didn't even see or check if anybody else was still living inside of the town when they flooded it. So, Lake Lanier was then named after a Confederate soldier. Even crazier, right? So you can imagine that the lake is filled with a lot of anger and just general bad energy. So since 1956, up until this year, the lake has claimed over 700 lives. People have seen unexplained things underwater, mostly close to Halloween, of course, because that's when they say the veil between both worlds is thin. Um, But people also say uh, during normal times of the year that they feel pulled underwater, that the water itself just generally feels different, heavier even. Uh, And this is for people, this is from people that are skilled, like divers and swimmers, experienced swimmers. They're still saying this. People have reported that they've seen individuals fall off of like a boat because of an accident or a raft or whatever they're on 
and they just they they just they just disappear. They don't even struggle to try to get to the top. They just never come back out. People drown, they go missing, and divers don't want to go check for the bodies because there's too much debris from the town on the lake bed. Also, there are other lakes in Georgia of similar size, even though Lake Lanier is the largest, that don't have half the amount of disappearances or drownings. I also watched a show on the History Channel about Lake Lanier, and they attributed the drownings and what they call a curse to discovering that there was an Indian burial ground also on the lake bed. But they never mentioned the town of Oscarville and all the black people that were buried there. So basically, they flooded a black town, unknown, but assumed that the people were still present, and also disrespected a Native American burial ground. This is double dark. I mean, they're asking for all of our ancestors to team up for this one and to get revenge. The history of this whole lake is so, so, so dark. And I'm not the one to test the waters, as they say. I won't ever, ever, ever be seen there for anything. I know that if I ever went to the lake and something did happen, that would 100% be on me. I was warned. I think we all feel that way, which is why we still, quote unquote, believe. Life is already crazy enough, so there's no reason to play around with the unknown. I will say that I am generally God-fearing, and I keep things cool when it comes to the supernatural. But I love to watch other people explore haunted houses and feel a little scared myself. But I'm not playing with my life, my family's backbones, or my bank account. I definitely rub, and I will continue to do this, uh, my palms every single time they itch. But on a serious note, I do think that we need to find real ways to bring ourselves into good fortune. Because most of these beliefs were built on things back in the day that were caused by what I'm assuming to be racism and oppressive behaviors that kept us down. And they still do to this day. So we may not have been taught things or would have been explained why certain bad things happened to us um, or, you know, bad people just did bad things to us uh, out of hate. You know, I, I really don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But in modern times, we know so much more and we have access to so much more information. So I'm saying we should continue to get more educated, of course, and fight for the freedoms that haven't been available to us so that we don't have to put all of our faith and things that we have no, no control over. Also, let's continue to stay out of haunted places. And if things feel wrong in our souls, let's keep that flight response on high alert. We know how to get the F out of a situation when we feel bad energy, hear a ghostly boo, or see something unholy happening. That's also how we know that we would never be the first person killed in a scary movie. Uh, I'm just saying. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had so many topics I wanted to cover, but I'll keep a lot of those for the future episodes. Please go rate, comment, and share. I will make sure to include all of the links to the different things that I mentioned in the show notes of this episode. Can you believe the consistency, y'all? I'm definitely on top of this. Well, I want to say thank you again for listening and until next week.